right. And Sonda, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. It's a real pleasure. First things first. Thanks for having us. Then there are three of you. We'll take it in turns. Basically, go around the room as if we are sitting at a table and not just on the screens. How are you doing today? I'll, I'll let Fletch start with that one. Go ahead, Fletch. How are you doing today? I'm still recovering. Long day of work. <laughs> okay. So uh, I work in IT, so I've had a day staying at the computer, so I was just having a uh, nice chill out prior to uh, starting this. Apart from that, all good, though. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're good. We've, we've actually had a day off, which, you know, yeah. is few and far between, but it has been a busy one, but like... Productive. Productive day, yeah. Good. Getting we're stuff good. done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Productive as in personal life or productive as in band related stuff? Ah, personal life, all the boring stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that. Well, what about 2023? We're in February already. How has it been treating Insonder in general so far? Has the year started off uh, strongly for you, do you feel? Yeah, I think right, in yeah. Sonder in particular, yeah, it's it's definitely an aspect of our life that's done well in 2023 so far. <laughs> it's a highlight. Definitely a highlight. Definitely, um, yeah. I think we're all really pleased with um, the direction we're going. And I think, um, as we were discussing amongst ourselves yesterday, we feel very kind of energised okay. um, with right. what's going on, the, the new music, the direction we're going in. And yeah, um, it's kind of very uplifting and, a, and certainly a positive influence in all of our lives, which is nice because there's no shortage of other challenges. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you feel encouraged by the fact that as we are in 2023, things slowly seem to be returning to something resembling a norm? And obviously I'm referencing the last few years, particularly in the music scene and the grinding halt and difficulties that exist from touring to venues closing down, particularly in the UK as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it is doing a lot better. And obviously for a while, like, because um, we weren't, together a huge amount throughout the pandemic as it was like becoming the the big pro the big problem worldwide as it did but um but what that kind of did was I feel like it made people it made the music seem very scary because you couldn't go to gigs anymore and like it's just like how are all these musicians gonna keep up paying the bills and all that mm. but it also made people develop more ways like obviously twitch streaming and stuff like that and there were a lot of other ways for people to get content out there yeah. mm. i think from a creative point of view as well like and as i think all three of us in particular we're avid sort of gig goers we like to go out and watch gigs ourselves and me personally it gives you a lot of inspiration to see what other bands are doing and it gives you that sort of um, motivation, I suppose. And when you haven't got that, I think you definitely find that a little bit more difficult. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. been good to go back to gigs and get back to some normality on that front. Yeah. I do feel on the plus side, though, we, I think we've, I mean, it's obviously been a rotten time for everyone, but we have made the best of it. I mean, yeah, certainly for me, yeah. with both in Sandra and my other musical projects, I've really focused on kind of how can I be creative when I'm not seeing people so I've kind of got I think we do more stuff than a lot of other bands do remotely as well like mm -hmm. as you just said like um because we're all very busy life gets in the way a lot of the time as well it's just like well can you work on this in the meantime and then we'll just like bounce each other ideas sending it yeah. to like you know, file sharing websites and stuff mm -hmm. and then we'll just work on yeah 
work on. We're so much more productive for having learned that kind of skill set, and I think we make good use yeah, of tools like like Discord. So we we have threads for for each of the songs, bounce the ideas around, get feedback. Um, that kind of yeah, stuff yeah. works really well. Pinning important messages on Discord very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's great, yes. It's great that you're able to do that because that is an area that a lot of bands struggle with, um, particularly the wealth and uh, availability of all these different services that you can use to mm -hmm. promote push your band. It can be not only incredibly overwhelming, it can be very difficult to navigate as um, algorithms change and demand mm -hmm. change and so on. So the fact that you're able to do anything, particularly bring up Discord, you might be the first interview I've done in years that anyone has ever mentioned using Discord. So I think that's well, that surprises me actually um, yeah, because yeah, there's quite a few we Sorry. just have all our ideas there. Yeah, because like we used to, do, we used to do everything on like Messenger and just send ideas. But then, when when Fletch or me in particular get on a brainwave, we just do mm. message and message and message and message, and then whatever Things we send, whatever we sent originally gets lost in the text. And yeah. so, like, we brought up an idea of Discord, and we've got different channels for you to go. Right, okay, here's a big idea dump channel, and. Here's where you work on the songs that we're working on now channel. And it becomes a lot more organized so we can actually see what we're doing and what we're progressing on. Yeah, yeah, that works really well. I mean, I'm very prone to writing essays, as we all well know. And uh, I think Tom is probably the most prone of us all to just go too long. What? Give me a summary. <laughs> yeah, that's Tom's trick, that is, isn't it? He's not here with us today, but he, um, he, he always does the too long, didn't read. Yeah. <laughs> If um, if you're another artist or band listening to what you're saying right now, get a Discord there. Uh, where you summed it up is a really really useful too tool. But yes. tell me about who and what Insonda is. Particularly, I want to understand what your vision for the band is. So we have quite we have quite a long band history. We were all of us were in the same previous band, Curse of Dawn, which had a lot um, less of an identity. I feel, but. Mm. Um, when we came back together as Insonda and like it, it had been a few, about five years, I think. And it was, it just kind of like came together and the style of sound, I think like a lot of our egos had softened in that kind of time. So mm. we were a lot more prone to just like, well, what do we all think would sound good? And then we were just like the aesthetic and everything just kind of came together. I think we were just, it was a case of we all sort of, um, like the same sound at the same time that we were creating so it, it just sort of came together that way didn't it yeah really? yeah quite naturally actually yeah. yeah 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 i mean we all like i mean i think yeah musically we all like the same things very much anyway yeah. in the curse of dawn days thing don't we we all add yeah. a little bit of something different yeah but we all, it works together i think yeah so. but i think it was just interesting in that in the the curse of dawn days it seemed to be this interesting mismatch of folk metal melodic metal some Probably symphonic do. elements and stuff yeah, whereas now it's just we all love electronics and that just naturally seems to be the direction yeah. it's it's gone in it's not that we like don't like all the other stuff it's just i think in the curse of dawn days we try to jam everything into one project yeah. Possibly, and yeah. you you've got uh, disconnected souls as another outlet and i've got fight the tornado or we've got fight the tornado as another outlet and um and because we've got those other outlets just doing the one genre of music doesn't seem quite as like i wouldn't say boring but it yeah. like it it it, it, holds, it, it holds our attention more now yeah mm. 
Well, yeah, you're kind of placing yourself in the genre of cyber metal, which is how uh, you're kind of being tagged. Explain that to me, if you can. So so here we go. We, we didn't really know. We've still got elements of, like, progressive metal, like, in the section of Quintessence, where it has, like, a bit of a swing section. It's like, da, 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 da. And it's just, like, it was really hard to sort of place. We are still a mixed match. but i think it's It's, just more cohesive yeah definitely i think cyber metal came about because we were just wanting to experiment with all these edm electronic sort of elements as well so i think that was just the sort of natural yeah um and we ended up i I think there was there was a we came together one day after we'd made quintessence and we're just like what genre are we okay (laughs) yes And um, and then we were just like we were searching up some stuff, and I think we found some bands that were listed as cyber metal, and a couple of the bands on the list we were just like, right, okay, so they're probably the closest thing that we can sort of where like three or more of the bands on that list kind of sounded like us. So we were like, that's this, it's quite an obscure sounding genre, but it was I think it was the closest thing we could find to put on what quintessence and our music going forward will sound like. Hmm. I can't remember, did we come up with cyber metal before or after the photo shoot? Because I think the photo shoot um, was- no, We wanted yeah. cyber, We I think the official name, naming of the genre cyber metal came after the photo shoot, but we did decide that we wanted to go down like a sort of EDM inspired route. We just didn't really have a label for that at the time, I don't think. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, whether you whether you want to or not, you kind of have to label it uh, just for the ease of people understanding and yeah. Um, you know, uh, it just certainly stands out, particularly as you said, weirdly enough, uh, you bring up the photo shoot, but yeah, when you see attached pictures as well, it does create a bigger image, it makes it quite clear mm-hmm. what you might be listening to. Mm. Yeah. You mentioned it a few times, quintessence. This is out now. How have you found the reaction to it so far? It's been it's been overwhelmingly positive for a first single out. It's got a lot more traction than I actually expected it to get for our first single from like a first named our first name project. Yeah, Yeah, first release. release, And like especially on like the video views and Spotify streams and stuff like that, they're numbers that I wasn't expecting to get from a first single. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, a lot of that we can put down to Holly, who is our PR manager at the minute, and she is just amazing. She's amazing. She's amazing. <laughs> she's she's getting us all, all sorts of goodies all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. been good. But no, anyone we talk to has nothing but nice things to say yeah, about it, really. Yeah, so. I've, n- I've not heard anyone say it's good, but, or anything like that. It's always just been like, oh, it's a killer track. I think there's a good mixture as well of friends of ours and people who were fans of Curse of Dawn and also a fair few kind of newer people and it's mm. that balance which has been very nice so we're appealing yeah, to new ones but also appealing to people who enjoy the older stuff. Yeah yeah it's yeah. not just the one group of people like to, to see Curse of Dawn fans being like oh yeah this is amazing because it sounds nothing like Curse of Dawn. Yeah, <laughs> really. yeah it's great. What was your goal? What was your aim uh, to express with this particular track? Were you quite conscious that you really wanted to say, this is what we are, this is what we sound like, this is what you can expect? Yeah, we we wanted to blow it out the gates, to be totally honest. We were just like, right, okay, we're going down this cyber metal kind of route. 
with these cyberpunk themes and the artwork is going to be reflective of all that as well. So we're going like, we're jumping like both feet in to yep. the theme yep. and we're going straight into it. And so I was like, let's do something fast with a heavy pulse pounding something thing. Yeah, to, to kick through the gates, so to speak, mm -hmm. to say like, you know, we're here. This is us. This is the sound you're getting sort of thing. Yeah. And I think that was something I really tried to support. So, I mean, with our tracks, there's quite a mixture in terms of some we write entirely together, some one of us will start and then the rest will chip in with. This one, I didn't have so much of the kind of involvement in the early stages, but a lot of my focus with this was, okay, we've got this big, powerful track. Let's just find some big sounds that'll really push it forward. Let's have some driving trancey stuff. Let's just help, yeah, create that kind of momentum in it yeah. and Talking support that. Talking about we did about how we did how often we can do things like remotely like this was one of them where I created the majority of the structure of the song and was like I want this really fast paced thing and like sort of recorded it roughly and then sent it to Fletch and said Fletch put put your keys over this and like he sent it back was like how how's this and then like I just listened to the keys and I was like this is absolutely perfect you picked killer instruments for this and so the instrumentation was done fairly quickly actually mm. and then me you and tom sat down and wrote the all vocals, the lyrics yeah, yeah. and the vocal think, lines and it was i think a, an aspect of the kind of technical side of things is um in the old days it was i tend to kind of play everything by hand whereas now i do a lot of kind of programming and that just because yeah. i don't feel that need anymore it's yeah. about what works best yeah. for the track yeah we never used to be like that and i think that's why like a few of us used to put heads in curse of dawn like oh it was I about showmanship it was about i want to do a shreddy keyboard solo you want to do yeah, a shreddy guitar just, solo whereas now it's yeah, just like this song doesn't have enough guitar in it this song doesn't have enough keyboard in it and now it's just like well if that's if that section sounds better without guitar cool i won't play in that bit so it's mm. just like I and think, I think that shows we've gained a lot of knowledge in yeah, most aspects of music as yeah. well since the old Curse of Dawn days. Yeah, you we, know, we've yeah. all grown as individuals in in lots and, of aspects. So. That's, that's why I was saying earlier about how I think our egos have softened. Now we're just like, oh, well, I don't need to be as big a part if the song is better without me having a blazing solo in front of it. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Completely. You've mentioned that twice, egos being softened. Um, can you identify why that is the case what's changed what is it is it an age I think it's, experience. it's experience in the gap between curse of dawn and in sonder um i've released uh, us two released a um solo album under fight the tornado which is uh, another project and so that was a big learning curve releasing something myself and then write and writing stuff with just the two of us and then doing all the arrangement and obviously fletch has disconnected souls and he's released EPs and singles with them. And so I think just like that the, the, the more time you spend, like more time we spent away from Curse of Dawn, we kind of just like sort of were like, right, okay, it, it doesn't all have to be all out there all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And like I, I found myself with writing songs in Fight the Tornado. It's kind of like, oh, this song doesn't have any solos and the guitar is very subdued, actually. And I was just like, but I really like it and that's okay. And I think, so just, I just think the experience of not everything has to be 100% like that ah, all the time means like I could sort of like step back a little bit and look at the yeah. overall sound rather than just what I'm giving the sound. I think when we talk about egos though, um, 
it's not like any of us have a super super rock star i'm no, super no, important no. it was more of a we were just passionate yeah and i think the thing is is when because we tended to write a lot of the tracks together it was a oh i hear this direction i hear this direction how do we choose between those two ideas because yeah. to be fair we could have gone with either option and they'd have both ended up with a good track it's mm-hmm. just when you're passionate about yeah, it, it's like, challenging. I really think it'd be better like this. And then someone else would be like, I really think it'd be better like that. And then now it's just like, we just try it. And we just like, now it's like, well, let's try it like this. And then let's try it like that and see what we prefer. And, and again, I think the technology comes in here because we've, um, to just pivot to DS for a second, we've had a track recently we're working on where I put a breakdown section in Patrick really didn't like and had an alternative idea. So what we did was we just took a copy of the project, saved it as a new file and removed the other bits. And there it is. It's it's there to sit in another song. Yeah. So you um, two of it to see if like, what, yeah, yeah. And that's, again, just the technology enabling you to just throw out as many ideas yeah. as you want and, yeah. and te- do that. test it test it in one way and then test it in another yeah to see what's better mm-hmm. it can sit there for years potentially until eventually you find a way to use it you know it's uh it's oh absolutely yeah absolutely mm-hmm. going back to quintessence um creativity specifically about this what where did you where did you draw from to creativity create creatively to um so, come up with the eye behind this track yeah, so I think like it was my concept to begin with. Um, it was like I'm a I'm a big extroverted soul, so I like spending time with people and going out. And it kind of like I have this sort of feeling um, where like it's kind of like healing process of like spending time with people. And it felt like I was like sort of not in a bad way, but like sort of draining, feeding off everyone else's energy, and it made me like sort of feel good, kind of thing and forget about my problems for a while just spending time with people and so it, it was kind of like being a social vampire of sorts it's all my energy that he drains it, this is why i'm here wrapped up in my room in a blanket that's why he's got a blanket on him yeah yeah fantastic yeah so that was like the initial idea it's like being a social vampire draining people's energy and with that it was like the sort of party element and that's why the pacing I picked up like a really fast, desperate pacing to go with the song. The opposite of, uh, if you've ever seen it, the What We Do in the Shadows TV show, the opposite of Colin Robinson, if you know that reference. Uh, I'll take it. I have been meaning to watch it. I've been told I'd enjoy it, but I just haven't got around to it. <laughs> you would, you would, but you'd also get what I mean by that when you do eventually get around to it. So guys, what do you perceive then as the biggest challenge for you right now in getting the name of Insonda out there? and how do you plan to overcome that challenge? Oh, I like a double stage question. Time to spend on social media. I think it's a big one because we're all busy people. We all have busy personal lives, have our day job. Um, all of us. Outside of music, yeah, it's, it is worth noting that all of us work full time as well. So it's so it's it's not every it's not always every week that we can get together mm-hmm. to like sort of jam things out. So I, I would probably agree and say t- time to like, because to, like if I had the time, like I would be on social media all the time, just like p- powering things away. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we try and overcome that best we can though, just by if we all individually do a bit as and when we can, when it yeah. comes to getting our name out there, whether it's 
one of us doing a media post every now and then or something like that just to keep things going yeah because like it social I, i'm gonna be honest and say social media is not super nat- natural with me, mm, me and either. so like sometimes i am not sure i don't really know what content would be good to post and what wouldn't mm. so i'm trying to learn better of that from like handling yeah so i think that definitely getting better at social media and like and getting consistent i think as well is it's just difficult to post every, like all the time i never really know what to say a lot of the mm. time you know but yeah and keep it just keeping things moving and getting music out as much as we can and yeah just keep going with it really yeah yeah i think of a lot of it is prioritization because we've always got more songs than we've got time to work on there's yeah, always absolutely and, yeah. and I think another challenge is figuring out that kind of balance um, between, yes, creation of new music versus gigs and tour versus filming a music video, which is something on the to-do list, hopefully, this year. Versus playing the social media algorithms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Best of luck over coming out one. Um, as I said already, it's one of the most challenging aspects for any band, uh, even if you're new and you're young and you kind of have a better understanding of not just the likes of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and Spotify, but things like TikTok and uh, so on. Oh. Nail that. Uh, bravo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in the bigger picture, Quintessence out now available a showcase of Insonda for a chance to people to meet, understand and get to know you immediately. But where does that sit in relation to the bigger picture right now? E.g. what's going on as we move into 2023? What plans do you have in place? Well, as mentioned, you know, we do have plans to hopefully record more music and yeah, music videos, I think we, is the next one. We have, we, a, we have about five or six songs in the work at the minute that are sort of, I would say media over 50% complete, mm-hmm. like especially musically and some lyrically as well. Um, so there's definitely, we're definitely working on an EP and a couple more singles as well. And then we're hoping to work on a music video for later this year as well. So there's, we've got a lot of stuff in the works. Yeah, I think that's our year. Yeah, definitely yeah. more music and EP and music videos. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, definitely. As as Fletch said, like prioritization as yeah. well. Like which <laughs> which song to release next? We've got like five of them almost yeah. finished. <laughs> and there's also prioritizing between our respective projects as well because yeah. I know yeah. you guys have more for the tornado stuff and we've certainly got more disconnected soul stuff so again it's just working at a happy medium between them all um, i think we're, i think we're getting getting on terms with that now now a little bit though like yeah, we're having we're like getting we're getting sort of like structured weeks where like this week fight the tornado that week in sonder that week disconnected souls that week in sonder and it's just like we're, we're getting into yeah. a bit of a rhythm with it now yeah i think a similar thing there is as well we have things in kind of different stages so well, Quintessence was going through its multiple mixes. We had the next one coming along. Um, and then you've got some, I guess, somewhere, somewhere you're kind of doing the arranging, more the production side of things, somewhere it's right at the beginning and some in the middle where you might have a chorus and a verse, but where does it go next? Um, yeah. I think for me, I like bouncing between different things because they all require different skill sets and different amounts of energy. It's like in the, like it, if you're in the point where it's just like right i really feel like do like doing this but then like the task feels 
really like sort of overwhelming. You're like, well, I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to work on this other one. And then like by time yeah. it actually gets the mixing one, we have like four or five almost complete tracks because we've just been working on a bit at a time and obviously yeah. remotely as well. So like different people in the band have been working on different bits. So like they're gradually progressing, even if we're not together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some days for me, for example, I might just go through some of the synth libraries and start putting together like sounds that I think would fit mm. with the ensemble style and that. Um, so it's one of those things you don't really, I guess, think of as a kind of traditional activity for for it. But it yeah, it, it, it is very useful. We, we do appreciate it though, because you know you get some good sounds out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but I guess. Um, with respect to the wider point about having things in different stages, I don't know how bands did it kind of traditionally where you grouped up 11, 12 songs into an album and then you went into the studio and you recorded them all. Um, that seems, seems very different and alien to me now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we can confidently say we're going to be hearing a lot about Insonda over the year. Yeah, absolutely. I would yeah. say so, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> All right, guys, now we reached the part of the interview where things change a little bit. It's still questions, but we're a bit more snappy, a little bit more quick fire, um, and they're random. Uh, we have a pool of about 500 questions that we literally spin a wheel on and pull 10 out. They can be Brilliant. super, super serious, super, super nonsensical. Um, uh -huh. run through 10 of them. And we start with a kind of serious one, which kind of ties into the band overall, which is this. What's a realistic goal in Sonder that you individually would like to achieve over the next 12 months? I think just releasing a music video would be great. Yeah, I'm going to go with 10,000 watches on the music video. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a goal. That's ambitious, <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right then, Big Mac or Whopper? Where do you fall? Big Mac. <laughs> well, you see, it, He's an <laughs> I can't eat gluten, so I would say none. <laughs> Neither for me. I'm actually, yeah, not really a fan of either. But then I'm a massive burger fanatic in other ways, so I think my taste has just kind of gone beyond them. Your burger talk is what we're saying here. Burger yeah. aficionado, excellent. Yeah. excellent. What's the best gig you personally ever been to? Nightwish at Wembley. Sorry, say that again. Uh, Nightwish at Wembley. I, I mean, I would say one of the best I've been to is Tool at Download. When Tool played for the first time in 15 years at Download the I other think, year. I mean, if you, I've, I've seen so many good bands, but one I always remember is Sabaton in Manchester. And that the reason is that they, they literally had the floor shaking. Uh, it was that crazy. I remember crazy. that, yeah. Uh, and I, I always mad. remember that for some reason. Yeah, I've, yeah. I mean, there's been loads, hasn't there? But mm. yeah. I think Winston was also good because that was one of the few we've all been to together. Winston was great. Oh, Winston was good, yeah. There have been so many. Yeah. You're in a classic slasher horror movie. What character are you? And by that I mean, are you the traditional uh, labels that get applied to those characters? So are you the jock, the final girl or boy, the nerd, the cheerleader, and so on? What would you think you uh, are? I would definitely... Uh, are you going for you going first, Fletch? Who are you then? That's you. Oh, I am the definitely the comic relief who dies like second or third. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, one hundred percent nerd. 
Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to be the final woman alive. Yeah, I yeah. You, I'd, I'd fight to the end. Yeah, you'd you'd you'd, survive, you'd get out alive when the rest of the band dies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. That's how it'd work. I'm smart. <laughs> Who would be a dream band for you in Insonda to play with one day? Devon Townsend. Mm. That's strong. Spirit Box. Amaranth. Ooh, Spirit I Box. Love all of that. For me, it's Devon Townsend. I just think, or North Lane, North Lane from Australia. They are one that I'm yep. massively into at the minute, and they our sound would probably suit better with North Lane probably. as well. That's a solid yeah. choice. Okay, one of the most controversial subjects out there is um, how people like their steaks done. <laughs> so, <laughs> you have a steak. How do you want it done? Medium. Medium rare. So. I actually haven't had that much steak in my life. And when I have, it's always been well done. So it was only a few, like a year or two back that actually someone took me out and was like, here, try a steak in a different format. Mm. And now the world of possibility is open. But I've not had enough since to kind of formulate a, a decisive opinion on it. So anything goes for me. You're going to be gone in for black now. <laughs> Someone comes to you and asks you to give them just one album that sums up heavy metal, in your opinion. What would you give them? Uh, probably hmm. something like Trapping Young Lad, I think. Because, um, not City, it was the other one. I, can't, I, can't, I can see the artwork of the album, but it's it's one of the albums by Strapping Young Lad, anyway. Is it the one that's got Skepsis on it? Um, it's the one that's got um, almost again on it, I think. I would have to probably go for a Gojira album. Gojira, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. I'll go for Reliable Classic Master of Puppets then. Yeah, yeah. Solid choice. Three yeah. incredible bands, three incredible albums, of course. For you, what is the best thing about being in Insonder? It's getting to hang out with my best buddies. Yeah, yeah. friends. I, I think that's why we enjoy what we yeah. do. We have a lot of fun doing yeah, what we do. Yeah. That's what it's about. For us, and so. like, we're, we're all very creative and got the creative juices. And it's just like, just getting all of them, the vibe for me. Again, like yeah. the, like the, um, like the whole um, uh, concept of quintessence. Mm. It, spending time around people and feeding off their energy and the energy that we all bring to the songwriting process and just together. And when we when we accidentally press the wrong button, when we're like messing about with a song and it makes a stupid sound in the middle of it, and then we just yeah. cry laughing all the time. Oh yeah, it's just funny. Or Fletch trying we to add vocal chops into everything. Mm. It's good. I think we can, we can go from really, really super creative to just doing something downright silly. Like, I mean, there was that practice a few weeks ago where I was just like, right, everyone take it in turns to write a random like bar of uh, trap symbols, and then we'll see <laughs> what sounds once it's assembled. And it was awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, <I remember. laughs> but yeah. it's turned out to actually be a really yeah, good song. Feed them into the background, no <laughs> yeah. one will notice, yeah. <laughs> and then Lindsay was just like, I hate it. Oh, I now get it. This is all right. explain <laughs> me somehow. <laughs> That's great, guys. I'm really glad to hear that. Um, second last one. We're not doing this via Zoom. We've actually met up. We've gone to a bar and I've decided I'm going to buy you a drink. What am I buying you? Um, 
at the minute, you're buying me a black Russian because I just really like Kalua. Kalua is just my jam at the minute. Okay. I'd probably have to go for a gin and lemonade. I'm a bit of a gin drinker myself. So. Hipster. Not that I drink a lot of alcohol, but yeah, it ha- it'd probably be a gin. <laughs> so, slight story time, I guess, for me on this one. <laughs> so, I used to, so we, we always used to go to Weatherspoons um, for as in when we did our disconnected souls practice, we'd always go with the spoons after band practice as a cheap and cheerful place. And there was some point where I was just like, I need to try new drinks. Let's let's try new things. And I used to just kind of randomly pick things off the menu and kind of mix them up with other drinks. And one day I settled on gin and tomato juice. And oh, everyone was like, oh, this is terrible. This is going to be a disaster. And I was like, this is great. And it became my kind of go-to drink ever since. Um, unfortunately, you can't get tomato juice from Spoons anymore, or at least not a local one, but I sometimes buy it in to uh, replicate it. So I'll take a gin and tomato juice, please. So I think the world is definitely going to be gunning for Fletch now. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it sounds horrible, but I've never tried it, so it <laughs> might be <laughs> wonderful. No. When you no. come play London, um, when you come play London, I'll come see you. I'll get one there, and I'll get a showing, and we'll show one then, and then we can decide then. If you don't like it, you can throw it at us while we play. There you go. <laughs> Last but not least, what is a memory that never fails to make you smile? No. We're talking about music. When we did Battle of the Bands with Curse of yeah. that yeah. holds a lot of um, strong memories for me because it was, yeah. you know, playing in front of 100 plus people, which we'd never done before, anything like that. So it was a totally new experience, quite scary, but it, it was, it, it certainly just, built me uh, yeah, confidence-wise. Like, uh, and yeah, I, I, I love that. So, yeah. I, I know it was certainly like, there's a lot of like local, Local, it was just like local bands and none of us really knew each other. I le- I lent one of the ba- one of the band's guitars failed at that battle of the bands and it was just like, does anyone have a guitar for me to lend? And none of the other bands offered, so I gave him mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, what's this uh, seventh string that appears to be on it? Yeah, seventh string, but it was I was just like, ignore the top string and it's basically E standard. And it was, um, but then uh, it was it just, just like- It just sums up the music industry, the yeah, community. It was just like- It was just a proper strong community. Just being there with local bands. I mean, there, there were a few like sort of like questionable things at that battle of the bands, but like, but overall just like being there with other local bands that are in the same, spot and we came fourth out of like nine fourth wasn't it i think there might have been more i think it might have been more like 12. we went through like three rounds or something and we got into the final yeah we got into the we were got into the final the last four bands yeah yeah well yeah that was that was a good it was a good experience just like constantly going and like playing a gig like every few weekends it was it was nice yeah I think another classic memory for me is, um, and we we discuss this one quite regularly, is there was back when we were doing, um, was it Curse of Dawn or was it the short-lived band that came after, uh, as in Wolfie, when we wrote Wolfie? Yeah. Uh, I like Skiff. Yeah. Like um, Skiff, is what we're going to call it, yeah. yeah. So um, basically we had this track and it needed a, a keyboard solo and I just kept messing up what I was doing with it and I just... Yeah. decided to del- I think I'd got like a few notes in it hadn't gone to plan and I just started hitting random notes and 
just finished it off and it ended up just being this really really crazy elaborate solo that one could have never kind of predicted in a million years but it sounds hilariously good um and i i don't know how to describe it it's just an experience of a solo and one day hope to bear it commas here because like it is a lot of like sad notes and like <laughs> Yeah, it was just like it was so funny like just listening to it back over the rest of the backing of the track it was just like we were in tears for like hours over that it was so funny and would we have ever thought that a, yeah a keyboard solo could be that hilarious no i've still got the wav file on the OneDrive. <laughs> That you guys have plenty more to make. Um, as you've already described, 2023 looks to be a very, very busy year for you. I hope it is, mm -hmm. expectation is that it will be. But as of right now, uh, Quintessence is available now to listen to, to get to know in Sonda. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. All right. Speak soon. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our Big Cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. As well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?